Hey everyone. So this is episode two. It was supposed to be sort of like a 1.5, but I'm gonna be honest, I kind of decided to drop the topic just because as much as I love talking about things, um, when you get kind of personally attacked over something, it kind of takes out the fun of having a discussion on something. So for me, I guess I just decided that maybe this wasn't, uh, maybe this wasn't really the conversation to have. Some people don't fully understand what opinion means, and some people just, I guess, take things a little bit too far, and it sort of explains the delay on my next episode. Um, as a writer, I kind of always knew I'd have to develop a little bit of thicker skin. Um, anyone who's a creator probably knows this. Um, but I just thought when I went into, when I had this idea to start a podcast, I had this idea that I wouldn't have all the pressure of having studied something for, you know, 12 years and having to perform and, you know, write a book. And so that the podcast would relieve a bit of that pressure, pressure because admittedly, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm, and then, so I released my first one, and some of the feedback wasn't very helpful, and it sort of brought me back to, I mean, it was a five-minute clip, and so when somebody, you know, people that are supposed to be maybe giving feedback that are trying to help you kind of take the, the time to, um, you know, attack the color of your hair, well, I'm blonde, by the way, in case you can't see me. So, and yes, it's been years since I've taken the opinion of somebody who thinks that being blonde is the reason somebody would be dumb and or not. But, um, I don't know, I guess it was, it was new and it was something that I was excited about and to have some, a little bit of a lack of support from some people that I considered friends was, I'm gonna call it jarring because it wouldn't, it didn't stop me. I'm here, sorry, I'm here again. But it did kind of bring me back to a time where um, my opinions or, or just something that I thought of or wanted to talk about wasn't really taken as you know, as, as what it is. And then, and then instead of somebody constructively having a conversation with you as somebody who really enjoys debates, um, when people take it to a personal level, the first thing you realize is that you've won or won because when it gets to that point, well, you know, they've ran out of actual concrete arguments, but also, you know, it's from afar, you kind of get pulled into one of my favorite expressions is um, don't it's something along the lines of like don't discuss don't debate with idiots because they'll bring you down to their level and beat you with experience and it's apt but you forget how much words or actions sometimes they didn't hurt per se. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like I didn't go home and cry. I just I lost I, I lost a little bit of the the luster and the the excitement for it. And I shouldn't let that happen. 
And so I'm doing this. I'm doing this again to sort of push past it. It's sort of like I fell off a bike. And supposedly what happens when you fall off a horse. I've horseback. I've been, I've been on a horse for years. I've never fallen off. So, you know, knock on wood. But apparently that's what you're supposed to do. Get right back up again. And it took me maybe two weeks. But I'm here. And... Yeah, I want to keep doing this. So thank you for tuning in, for listening. Um, the reasoning behind wanting to do this is because I feel like I have this constant overload of information going through my brain. And when I'm not writing, which I haven't been lately, it's just, it's it's sort of paralyzed me. And I figured what can I do that will sort of let this steam out and talking is usually something that helps me and it's talking about things that make me happy or excite me or that I feel like I have some sort of semblance of knowledge on and sometimes it's just things that I want to learn more about and so obviously this won't really help for me to learn more about it unless it's really learning more about what's happening in my head but maybe it will start a conversation that doesn't involve taking it to a personal level, please and thank you. I mean, yes, maybe there's, maybe it proves the point of what I was talking about with millennials. Maybe it just proves that we're hypersensitive. But honestly, the best advice I can give you is just remember that everyone has a story and you really don't know how close to the edge somebody is and they might've been holding on for a really, really long time and to turn and say you're sensitive because of one thing that they've said, you don't know how how really close to the edge they were and how much maybe the smallest thing, or to you that it's a small thing, really can push someone over. And I just think that we have a responsibility to each other and to what we say and how we say it. And as somebody who is so passionate about words, I really hate to see them used in a mean way and um, yeah if it's if it's naive if it's sensitive then that's okay too because to be honest it's it I wouldn't want it any other way and um, yes thicker skin is necessary but we don't have to have you know hard heads and I think you know let's not prove to people that old dogs can't learn new tricks either so maybe maybe learn a little bit of compassion maybe maybe if it helps remember that you're talking to a friend or that you're talking to someone who's creating and is it really the worst thing in the world to have an opinion if it's really not hurting anybody and again as a broad and a broad way of looking at it of course there's been opinions that have hurt people but this isn't one of them this is just this is really just to create a conversation in a space and to be honest it's a place for me to unload ideas and hopefully learn from other people not necessarily that share them but that can have a constructive conversation about it um so with that said uh seven minute and 42 second disclaimer um i I'm really torn. I have so many things that I want to talk about, and I'm just I'm, I'm I'm excited to have a platform. I feel like this is what happened to me when 
you know, when I call somebody and they have, they, it, it keeps ringing and then I go to voice message and then the poor people have to listen to my, my voicemail because it's sort of a, you know, the one moment people aren't, un, aren't interrupting me and I get sort of free range and then they get this like five minute message of just me thinking out loud. Um, sorry about that. Uh, if that's ever happened to you. Um, but there's, you know, there's a few topics I'd love to, to talk about. And, and I think I'm going to stray away from sort of like a, a general stereotypical type opinion and, and go along the lines of, of, of being very clear that I'm coming from my own personal experience. Um, so I thought something really interesting to talk about would be how to be a 30 year old woman and entering the dating world because honestly it has been an adventure and when did men start being called kale that's one of my questions that's in that's a new one for me and you know I'd really really like to like this is like a personal project that I want to take on one day where I'd really love to help men figure out the best way to kind of sell themselves, not not erroneously, but sell themselves on their profile. Because to be honest, I, I don't know if it's that girls have had all this, you know, we have more practice with taking photos with our friends and, and, and what we put out there. But guys, your photos look like you took them with a potato. Like, and they're always in front of a mirror or in the car. I mean, I've asked this before, what is with photos in the car? I mean, one of the answers I got was that, you know, it's, it's, it's an easy place to just snap a quick photo, but I don't know many girls who do that. Um, again, I, again, I'm fully aware that we get these opportunities with our girlfriends and with people and like to do these little photo shoots. And I just like, I, like, I mean this from a standpoint of sometimes I look at someone and I'm aware that if I saw them in real life, it would not be, you know, the the turn off of it. Like, guys, please smile. Like, please smile in your photos because all I can see is that you're an angry person or more realistically, it's probably that you don't have very nice teeth. Like, that's all I'm thinking about. And you can say and you can write me as much as you want saying, oh my God, that's so superficial and this and this and that. Newsflash, it, I'm talking about apps. Like, when it comes to these apps, there's no other way to look at it than from a superficial standpoint. It's actually why I hate them. Because honestly, I know if I met a lot of a lot of these guys in real life, it would be a whole different story. And again, you can say, well, why don't you just say yes then go on a date? Because that's not that, that's not how it works. That's not how it works for me. I'm not going to go on like multiple dates with different people that I already don't feel something. And 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 that something sometimes is like Hmm, they look like my type like again this is the most superficial way we have to do a selection it's borderline a menu and it works both ways but oh my gosh it's such a fascinating world like I really want to help um, guys to sometimes figure out like how like, I don't know I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm too superficial. Maybe it's purely that I'm not looking for anything serious, like not serious, like I'm probably only looking for something serious. It's just, I don't want that now. So 
from much push from my friends to try these apps honestly for me they don't work i don't i don't believe that i'm going to meet the man of my dreams or that is perfect for me on an app it just doesn't seem like the way um but i i know a lot of amazing people that have met amazing their amazing partners on these apps and i do think it's sort of an ability to push past certain things that i really just don't have like i'm very much for for like vibes if that makes any sense like yes i like a tall guy why because i'm tall i want you to be taller than me that's not that's not weird when somebody's 5-6 and and people are actually normally taller than them but when you're almost 5-10 it's suddenly like oh so you only would date guys that are over 6 foot it's like well i'm sorry if i want you to be 2 centimeters taller than me but I've also dated people that are my height. And it's just, there's a difference between when you ask me what I want versus what I previously dated. Like, I, I don't think I'm alone in this. If you tell me, like, describe your perfect man, every single time I will say Chris Evans, and that's it. There's no, there's no way to work around that. It's Chris Evans. But then, you know, if, if I meet somebody and I connect with them, they might have nothing to do with the person even I've described before. And it's just because this, this sort of, you know, without meeting the person, you can create that, you can formulate that, you can have an idea. As long as you're not gonna let it stop you, then, then you're fine. It's just, it's just that right now I know the type of person that I vibe with and that I would, would match with well. And it's somebody that matches what I do and what how 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 I communicate, and it's somebody who I won't feel huge with. So there's where the height comes in, and it's that probably means they're more athletic as well because I'm a bigger girl. And sometimes it's just it's really simple, and 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 again this could be offensive to somebody and I really apologize for that that is not at all my intention but as much as you know I'm not everyone's type either it just it's just something that happens but at the end of the day yes if you're going to treat me well and you're going to be great cool like I love that but that kind of happens after because whether we like it or not we are we are visual with these things and we're it's like an energy that you feel and again not everybody but i don't have a linear type between the guys that i've previously dated but i've always had the same type chris evans but um i mean it's just an interesting thing at least for me that just when you enter this dating world from what i consider quite a superficial perspective you're suddenly given a choice you are given options like you know there are some apps that you can say i only want somebody over six foot and you can tell me hey you're missing out on the guys that are between you know five foot or whatever yes potentially but at the end of the day you told me i could choose and i want to remove that and again i'm not saying that's the right way to go and that's why there's a huge potential i'll never meet the man of my dreams there because it just allows for that and maybe that's not what I'm going for um again this is me speaking out loud so I I feel like I have to put these disclaimers in here 
this is just me and if you want to discuss it with me and be like oh I do this or I do that or well that's interesting you see it from this perspective everything that's super cool I really want to talk about that but if all you're going to do is say that's stupid and not actually engage in a conversation about it then honestly this is probably not the right place for you um so yeah I'd like to discuss that more I think it's hilarious I'd love to hear about other people's experiences i'm gonna get like full raw about everything that that i've experienced with it i think it's super it's a whole new world you know and it's not one i necessarily thought i would be in and um but i'm glad to be in it um knowing knowing very deeply what i want and don't want and i'm also excited to be surprised so I don't think the apps will be the way to go, but um, it's kind of it's kind of weird, you know, to to see what it's like at an at, a, at an age that I actually know what I want to potentially meet somebody, and that I feel more solid as who I am because I feel like that that really helps to figure out who the right partner is for you is figuring out who you are first. And at least for me, and it, it, it's so exciting to me to know who I am and to have such a solid idea and that there will eventually, sometime down the line, be somebody that works so well with that, that, um, you know, that it's, it's right. And it's not just right for the moment. It's right because this is who I'm going to be. And, you know, to have the ability to put your foot down and say, no, no, that's, that's not what I want. And I'm not going to just stick with it. And I'm not going to, but, but when you find it, when you find that feeling, when you find that, that way that you work with somebody that you will stick with it and you will say, no, this is my, this is my dude, you know, this is, this is my guy. And that's it. You go from there. Um, I, I, I always thought kind of being excessively loyal was a problem and honestly it has hurt me in the past because I've stayed through things that I shouldn't have just purely because I'm so stubborn about being loyal and then you know I promised this guy that I was with him and he was my guy and then through bad things I stayed and it's not about that anymore it is figuring about figuring out your boundaries and figuring out what is enough and not feeling guilty for walking away and I think once you figure that out, even before you meet the person, and, and allow room to figure it out as you're, as you're moving with this person as well, I think all those things are just incredibly exciting. Um, but I'll have to say, you know, single life, I don't even like calling it like that. This life where I get to put myself first and... Um, you know, I get to learn more about myself, who I am, without also molding with somebody else. It's actually really exciting and it's really nice. And, um, you know, when someone else isn't checking in on you, I, I used to think that was the thing I would miss the most, is somebody caring about your day and somebody saying good morning and, you know, really supporting you and, and caring about you. And, of course, I do miss that, but I can be that and so I get to be that. And I have that energy to give anyway. So it's really, it's really kind of nice. And it will take something very special to, to take me out of it. And so I'm so happy to be in that position that it's not a fear of being alone. It's not a fear of, of 
of anything, really. I think for the first time in a really long time, this it, this doesn't scare me. And I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of other things do still, but this this isn't that bad. Because um, it's like, it's finding a, a beautiful default. So even if the next thing doesn't work out, I'll just come right back to here and, and I love here. So, wow, that turned. I was gonna do this really fun, like talking about my disastrous dates or something. And just kind of turned into a conversation about how, you know, figure out who you are and what you want. It's my best recommendation to anybody. Anyway, this is exactly the kind of format that's gonna be coming out more. So stay tuned or don't. I love you either way. And um, yeah, I'll be talking to you soon because I literally cannot stop talking. People have tried for years to get me to stop and I'm still here. So big hugs. Love you all. Bye bye.